0: want to start your very own podcast, but you're stumped on content creation and generating idea around content. Well, today I'm going to continue taking you through the podcasting ABCs, and we're going to focus on C, and C stands for content creation. But you know the drill. If you want to hear what I'm going to say, you're going to have to stick around to find out. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Welcome, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for another uh, episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. I am taking you very consistently through a whole series of podcast building episodes. And today we're going to focus on content creation and topic generation for your Uh, for your podcast. But before I get started, I just want to say thank you to Rick Moscoso, who's my producer, who's always in the production room, making this um, podcast really uh, work technically and manning the whole uh, production. And I want to remind everybody we're on iTunes, go there, subscribe and um, rate us and review us and download us so that you can listen to these episodes when you have a chance. And I'm just going to jump right in because I want to talk a little bit about what content creation is all about. Content creation to me through my experience of of creating a podcast entails three things. Choosing your topics, finding guests if you're going to be interviewing guests, and planning the content. So these three things, you're going to find that you're going to be doing this consistently, you're going to create a procedure for doing it. And, and you're going to start creating uh, topics around the your conversation and your podcast that are relevant to your audience. But how do you get started? And how do you come up with topics? So one of the best ways to do this is to Think about those frequently asked questions that your audience and the people that you serve usually ask you. What are those challenges that they have? Their pain points. And every one of those frequently asked questions is a topic. It's a topic of conversation. Take those topics and list them. And the way I started when I did my podcasting prep was I listed 26 topics that I wanted to speak on that I knew people wanted to hear about. And I picked the number 26 because 26 is half of a year. And I wanted at least to get topics on paper that were about half a year long. So I just found 26 is a really good number. You can put down 20 topics, but I recommend try and really focus on 26 topics and get those from the frequently asked questions that your audience usually is asking about. Also, use your audience as a resource. Ask them, survey them, ask them what they want to hear about. That's another great way to generate topics and content to speak on at your for your podcasts. Uh, get their feedback because their feedback is exactly what they want to hear topics about. Don't forget to use that resource and use it to its fullest. You can also go on Facebook, on your Facebook groups, and ask them what they want to hear about in your niche of expertise. And on that note, I'd love for Rick to get on um, on screen here and share what his thoughts are when it comes to content creation, because I know it's something that we talked about a lot, Rick. Um, and um, I know you have an opinion about this.
1: <laughs> I always have, I always have a, an opinion about it, right? Right. Well, <clears throat> you hit the nail on the head as far as a great place to start, and it is the FAQs because These are typically the questions that you answer over and over and over again. So you know people are interested in that, right? Okay. Um, You could also, in your industry, you could also talk about trends, um, things that are hot, you know, hot topics uh, of that, not necessarily for today, but something that's timeless, because these are going to be either audio versions or, or replay versions that, you know, no matter when somebody steps into the episode, it's applicable to them. Yeah. Um, it also could be, and I, you, you're probably going to touch this, but I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. But this could also be in the case where you had a situation with a client or a customer that you help them overcome a problem. And mm-hmm. there's a great example of being able to talk or to speak on that situation. Uh, not only does it. Uh, to say to your audience, yeah, I recognize the problem. I was able to help this client out. But it also subtly gives you credibility that, hey, you were able to problem solve the situation and find a solution that they were
0: happy with. Yeah, exactly. It's like a case study, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like if you're doing a case study on a client that had a real a problem that a lot of people experience and you, sh- you take them through the journey of resolution and, and what the outcome was.
1: There was yeah. a there was a real estate agent that I was working with, uh, and he's pretty seasoned, very knowledgeable uh, in procedures, and um, both on the sales side and the and the buying side. And uh, it's kind of funny because I get that typical question: Well, what do I talk about, right? Yeah. And so he has. I go. Well, what do you reference when uh, a situation comes up? He goes. Well, I have this book, Hundred and One Reasons Why to Sell" or Hundred and One Reasons Why to Buy," or how you know. The process and I go well there's 202 (laughs) episodes right there that you can speak on
0: yeah oh my gosh that's such a great idea is to have uh you know in your niche if you have if there's some kind of a book illustration or something like that that outlines it Uh, typical problems in that industry, what a great place to start to find topics and to think about that. And, you know, there's all sorts of things that one does to generate the content. I mean, you can repurpose the content, you can um, summarize content, there's so much more. But when you're starting out, you want to come up with some key topics that you want to talk on, And to get those key topics from questions that always keep coming up with your audience. And uh, before you go off screen, Rick, the next uh, thing I'm going to I'm going to go into is finding guests. Right. Because a lot of times we're interviewing people because we want to bring in more expertise to the audience, uh, more information that is valuable. And so my question to you is how uh, how do you find guests in your in your opinion?
1: Well, this kind of goes with the, the, your very first question uh, in finding topics is that you could easily just go out there and do a Google search. What is the most frequently asked question about, you know, X, Y, Z, right? And you'll, you'll have a list of uh, uh, subject matter to speak from. And maybe there's one that resonates with you that, hey, I know, I know, like, I'll go back to my real estate um, yeah. example. Hey, I know a finance guy who talks about mortgage rates, or I know, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, And somewhere along the line, there'll be a connection that you'll make in your mind when you start looking through these things. I know a guy, or I I know, I know a gal, or I know somebody who knows this person. Maybe I can reach out and connect with them and they'd be, you know, they'd be willing to come on the show. And I tell you, don't be afraid to ask because, you know, you, you and I have seen this way too many times. Um, where we were trying to find a guest last minute and it's like, Oh, Hey, I know a person, you know? And then like within a couple of days, it's like, sure, I'll, I'll be on the show. No yeah. problem. So they're out there and they're willing to speak uh, to your audience.
0: Yeah. And, and being on a podcast is sort of like a, a, a low risk. You're usually doing it virtually and um, it's pretty easy. Everybody wants to talk about what they do and how it relates to people. As anybody who's in business or entrepreneur wants to help others. So, when I was um trying to find guests, really the place I started was my networks. Mm-hmm. you know I started with my circles of influence my networks if I was in um a, a, you know, a business network. That's where I started because there's so many professionals and experts that can relate, um, experiences that relate to my topic and give the audience information. Also, I found that if you've seen speakers on stage, those are really good people to talk to and follow up with if they, you know, if it's relevant to your topic of conversation and, um, get them on your show. And, um, And authors, authors of books, I guess that's what I just said, right? Authors of books and speakers that take the stage. So um, there is, those are two areas where you can definitely tap into. And the other thing is people who serve the same market as you do. So in the bridal industry, for instance, if you are a wedding planner and you have a podcast, then people that you can bring on your on your show would be the florists that help with the bridal um, florals, floral arrangements or caterers or, um, you know, there's so, so many people. Um, People that serve that same audience, you have to brainstorm on who serves my audience that would really be a great guest on the show that can not only enhance what I have to offer my my audience, but also add to that. So... Um, so, you know, that's the way to really find and, and, and find guests that want to be on your podcast. There are also some podcast direct directories. So people who have podcasts oftentimes are very, very open to actually being on your podcast. So that's another good way to, um, to find people to be guests on your show. What are the benefits of having a guest? Well, there really are a lot of benefits, and this is part of the waste up wardrobe show that I really enjoyed. One of the main thing is, main things is that I actually learn a lot from my experts when they come on the show. Um, I, you know, there's areas in my expertise where you know I am limited, like when it comes to makeup. Uh, I would be limited in really going deep and in detail with it when it comes to applying makeup, because um, even though I'm a personal style expert, I usually resource that out to a a professional makeup artist. So. so I can talk about it, but if I wanted to really give the, the audience even more value, bringing on an expert in the field is ideal. Um, the other thing is it expands my own network. If I bring a guest on and they pre-promote my show in their arena, those are more eyes on my podcast and it brings me more visibility and it, it eventually, you know, expands my sphere of influence and um and a lot of times it's really good to seek out experts that complement what you do and that's like looking for people who serve the same target market uh and um you know, also leveraging their content. If you don't have all the answers for something, then you use their content to to help your audience and leverage their content. And I'm just curious if Rick with all any of your other clients that you, like when people are looking for guests and the benefits that they get from guests, are there any other additional benefits that you've seen um, as a result of having guests on, on your very own show?
1: Oh, there's a ton of ben- benefits. obviously, it, it gains you credibility um, as as an expert in the field, so you are collaborating with another ex- expert that maybe nece- not necessarily overlaps with you, but shares the same audience. Um, I've been on podcasts where I was on with another production guy, right mm-hmm. And we knew basically the same. Uh, we had the same background. We had this very similar knowledge in, in our things, but he gave a different perspective because he was in a different part of the country. And yeah. the, the needs in a certain part of the country w- were slightly different than the f- the people that I serve. And so don't be afraid to bring another someone like you. Uh, as long as the audience doesn't overlap your ability to profit, then yeah. there's there's really no reason why you couldn't do that as as long as it made sense
0: yes and i've had stylus on the show and it it was such a great um, way to see that other perspective of how this particular stylist does her work. And uh, the audience really benefited because they got to see two different styles and and really um, get these, these different perspectives on the work that we do. Uh, then, you know, the number four, which, you know, so we went through choosing um, your topics, right, brainstorming 26 topics, uh, finding your guests by really tapping into your network, and the benefits of having guests. And then the fourth thing you should consider when you're talking about content creation is your content calendar, right? You want to use some kind of a tool that helps you organize your content. And um, on this show for Waste Up a Wardrobe, before the show, the pre-show, there's a lot of work that goes on, and we use a project management um, software. We use Trello, um, and we use that to organize all the phases of the podcast that we go through. So, for instance, um, you know, people can use a spreadsheet, as simple as a Google spreadsheet, to create this organizational pro- procedural process, or you can use Asana, or you can use Trello. I personally really favor Trello. I think it's a really great tool. It's really good to also stay two weeks ahead, which not a lot of times do we do that, but it is a good idea to do and a good practice. But if you are using a, a project manager like Trello, you can put all the phases that you're podcast episodes going through from pre-production all the way to promotion of the episode and have this organized flow of work and a calendar for all the content that you're going to be pushing out. Rick is very instrumental in working with me on Trello because you know, he has some tasks to do. I have some tasks to do, and we are both communicating um, over Trello and I just, you know, I'll have Rick give his uh, perspective on how Trello works for him. And if he has any other suggestions for other tools that he likes to, to use.
1: Well, number, number one, this is a great production tool for us. Um, It, it, you know if there's something else that works for you then go ahead and use that but use it consistently and share that with your team uh, for us and i'm just going to bring it up here real quick just so uh, people that are watching can kind of take a, take a peek behind the scenes here but this is our trello board um, and christine will come up with episode ideas uh, we have a, a process for the outline there's a pre-production pre-production checklist that we go through um, show day for the episode that that's actually live and this needs to be updated. There's here some pre, uh, post-production steps that I take. And you can see here they're tagged with this little red, uh, sorry, green circle with my initials in it. Um, <clears throat> and then I upload it to the blog. Uh, Christine has some assignments here. We do the transcription, uh, create the show notes and then we repurpose these videos. And then of course, we have the end. So there's a process for every step of the way when we do our basically script to screen of the show. Um, so we know which episodes have been completed, what phase of the production is, you know, episode, let's say, 51. Uh, where is that at? Has it been uploaded to the blog? Has, uh, has it been um, converted into an audio podcast? So this is a great tool for both of us. Otherwise, you know, it'll happen. And this has happened in the past prior to us having this is that we're texting each other back and forth, um, and and you know Christine like me we're not the only clients of each other that we have <laughs> so it's really hard to to keep up when you're texting each other and sending emails and it's like well I thought you send that but I forgot you know, <laughs> and 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 so on and so forth so we can go both go to a common place this is updated in real time and we can look and see where that project where that project is and it's easy to track. And then, uh, then if it needs communication, um, then, then we can certainly do that.
0: Yes. And that's where I put in the, the topic title and the description, all the information you need to post it on the, you know, the, 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 post it on Facebook before the show. And that way it's a, in one place, everything's in one stop hub and we're not, you know, going back and forth. Like you said, it's also, you know, iCloud based. So, you know, there's no mix up. There's no saying I sent a description, but you missed the, the updated version or anything like that. Cause it's all updated in real time. Like you said, I really like Trello. In fact, I use it for mu- many other project management um, projects and um, it, it really is a great tool so the next thing um, I want to talk about is we go from finding the guest to uh benefit of having guests and then the content calendar that we just spoke about and then creating that workflow as you could see with Rick he um he he really he, he gave an example of what our show flow looks like on trello and basically what we've created there is a checklist that script to screen process um it starts with you know the planning uh then we do the recording uh then we if we were not doing this live because there's two ways to do this right you can go live or you can pre-record and we are a 98 percent always live uh this show today happens to be pre-recorded uh because it is summer and um not in i'm not in the studio um part of the summer so um this one is pre-recorded and if you're pre-recording uh you want to plan it record it edit it publish it and promote it um for the the show. But in our case, most of the time what we're doing was we're planning it, we're recording it, and uh, we pre-promote before we actually record and go live, and then we promote again. So depending on how you're doing, if you're going live or you're Pre-recording it, there's a little bit of a different process, a couple different extra steps there if you are pre-recording because you have this opportunity to edit, uh, where we don't usually have that opportunity when we're live. So I usually we usually have this checklist, like you saw in the Asana workflow uh, software management, and it really sets us up for a very consistent procedure. So every week we know what we need to do. He Rick knows his tasks, I know my tasks, and then it makes everything go smoothly and nothing falls between the cracks. And I'm sure Rick will have something to say about, you know, uh, the, the, this workflow and this process of the plan to uh, to promote and uh, process, which is the script to screen that you mentioned. We can't hear you, Rick.
1: The tech guy had some tech problems here. I forgot to <laughs> unmute. So just like um, anything that you want to promote, there there is some pre-promotion involved with it. And I know Christine sends out uh, to her list, uh, uh, I believe it's a week ahead of time, she sends out a list with a with a general um, uh, general thumb of what the episode's going to be about and kind of a, re- a summary of what that is. And that goes out via email. Um, we typically will do the same thing on Facebook and, and YouTube, and so people will see that there's an episode placeholder, and they, they can come back to the same spot, because then when we do go live, then they don't have to search for it. It's right there at the top of the feed, and then they can watch the live uh, live event. Um, <clears throat> same thing happens with YouTube. So pre-promotion is very, very important to, to create interest in the topic that you're speaking about. And... And also it serves as a general reminder that, hey, this is coming up and maybe, you know, they can earmark it and and uh, set a reminder that, you know, whatever Thursday it is, it's next Thursday at 1130 a.m. Pacific. Uh, I want to be on that show because it's something that uh, has interest uh, to me.
0: Exactly. And um You know, I find it to be really interesting because there is this difference between your planning process if you are going live like we do or pre-recording. I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit and just your opinion about whether live or recorded is better.
1: I I prefer live because it's more interactive with your audience, right? And so the thing that you lose when you do a pre-recorded, Episode is that you don't have the interactivity with the with with the viewers. In other words, you can't comment on their comments because their comments on a pre-recorded show will happen after the fact. So even though you'll see it in the feed, we can't really acknowledge it because we didn't know it was there since the episode was pre-recorded. Recorded. recorded. So for for Christine, uh, ninety-eight percent of her shows are. Uh, our live, as soon as a comment comes up, we bring it onto the show. You know, we, we spread the love a little bit from the commenter, and it now becomes an, intera- an opportunity to be interactive with, uh, with that person. Plus, you know, a lot of times they, they love to see themselves on the screen participating in the show, too, so it's, it serves a couple of different purposes. If you're using, uh, for instance, um, we use um, Simple Social Press uh, for the live stream, um, all those comments that happen during the show are also automatically posted to Christine's blog, and you see all those comments in the feed. Mm-hmm. And, and and why is that important? Well, Google loves the fact that peep, there's comments below your your blog post, and in in, in her case, it's the episode that's being uh, that's being posted on her blog, and so they love that interactivity that's there. and and it's automatic. So because of that plug-in to her website, we don't. I don't have to go in post-production-wise. And okay, I have to, where's the video? It's sitting on Facebook. Okay, I have to put an embed code to bring it over and do all these different things. No, once you set it up, it automatically posts to her blog along with all the the uh the comments that happen during the episode and it's a seamless thing and it's great it's less work uh on the back end and it's much more efficient because it's posted right after the episode is done
0: right and i love you know before we started the show i would have said no definitely pre-record but honestly if we would have pre-recorded this show it would have probably taken me a million takes (laughs) because i know that i have this chance to edit or to start over again right
1: yeah but um
0: with being live, it's actually trained me in a really interesting way to be um, more natural when it comes to answering questions, and it's made me a better interviewer, and it's made me practice being a little less planned, which is really actually a, a really positive thing. Um, and it's just real and authentic, right? You, you're, you're, you're on. You're yeah. on.
1: Well, you have to be on, and I keep telling Christine. Some of the best episodes, not that any of them are bad, but some of the best episodes are the ones where you're least prepared for, because you have to be you know, you have to be on, you could be more spontaneous. And it just it just like in in the long run, I wouldn't necessarily uh, promote not being prepared. uh, But certainly know the topic that you're speaking to, because the more you kind of outline the show rather than scripting out the whole thing, the more you outline it, the more you can speak off the cuff, the more you can be spontaneous with your guest if you have a guest on there. Or if you even see a comment that comes up, hey, that might spark an idea or spark a, a, a thought that you had, and now you can just talk freely about it. and it's, it, it, it comes across to the audience much better, and it doesn't sound like you're, you're reading something that was rehearsed.
0: Exactly. And I, you know, I, I will also reiterate that planning is important, but being so strictly adhering to a script is not, that's what we're saying. It's like, you have to be prepared with your bullet points, with the ideas that you're going to bring up with some of the main essential questions you're going to ask your guests, but to be so scripted is what getting away from is a good, is a good idea, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's no
0: doubt because
1: if you rely so much on a script, it'll sound like You've scripted everything. And that's yeah. the opposite of what you want to sound like.
0: Yeah. You want to be authentic. You want to be real. And the scripted, a scripted version of you is not really, um, like, truly authentic. Right. Yeah. Well i love your perspective rick because you've taught me a lot throughout this process and i just want to go ahead and tell the audience that we are offering with the hashtag content and shine content and shine we are offering to really sit down with you for a strategy session rick and i together or individually so that we can really help you work through this content creation brainstorming topics Finding guests, just ideas on how to find them, and really get you started. That is what we want to do for you. So, if you are interested in having a one-on-one with either of us or the both of us, a two-on-one, I guess, um, put the the hashtag content and shine in the the box in the give us you know some love in the box and put us put it in there, and we are happy to jump on a call and really walk you through that. Also, remember. We want your comments. We want to hear that. We want to hear what you have to say. We want your questions so that we can keep enhancing the show and answering those frequently asked questions. So... For the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap up, I'm going to say the main takeaway here is brainstorm ideas for topics. And I would say the magic number for me was 26. Sit down with a pen and paper and write down 26 topics that you want to talk on, that you know your audience has always asked you about. You know there's a need for that information. So brainstorm that before you even start launching a podcast, because that's a really key element of being prepared for that launch. Also, think about all those guests that you can bring on on the various topics. Think about who are the same audiences that they serve that would be interested in hearing them speak. A tool be to use a software management tool like that is iCloud driven. So a Trello uh, is a Trello is a great tool for uh, managing projects as well as Asana or even just doing a basic Google document, somewhere where if you change something, it is automatically in real time changed so that if you're working as a A team. Um, nothing falls through the cracks and an action item. Again, I'm going to go back to just sitting there and brainstorming some ideas of who you can bring on as guests and what topics you want to write down, what want to want to talk about and really writing that down, putting pen to paper and getting that on paper so that you're prepared to fully launch. So there you have it. Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap Up. And, um, this is the C of the podcasting ABC's content creation. Join us next week as we continue to help you build that outstanding podcast or show as we go move into D and I'll tell you at the next show what D stands for, but bring a friend and join us next week. Same time, same place, because we're going to have a lot of great tips to share.